Welcome to the Healthcare IT Today interview series. We feel lucky to be able to talk to so many smart, passionate, and knowledgeable people in healthcare. Now, we're taking our favorite interviews and sharing them with you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy perspectives on the world of health IT. Hi, and welcome to Healthcare IT Today. I'm Colin Hung, and today I am joined by a team of people here at CAMH in Toronto. And we're going to talk about a wonderful piece of technology and process that they've put in place around including patient stories within their EHR. So I'm going to ask each of the people that are on the call with me to introduce themselves. And we'll start with Aileen, over to you. Hi, Aileen Sprott. I'm the risk specialist at KMH. Lydia? Hi, I'm Lydia Sequera. I'm a doctoral student at the Digital Mental Health Research Lab at KMH and also doing a short fellowship at the Quality Safety Patient Team. Amazing. Denise? Hi, I'm Denise Johnson, social worker on the Forensic General Unit at KMH. Sarah? Hi, I'm Sarah Kimball. I'm a member of the Patient Advisory Council. So I work with the team to bring the patient's voice. And finally, Colin. Hi, I'm Colin Chu, and uh, I've been at the organization for a while and worn different hats. I'm currently a senior project manager um, working on forensic model of care, but my previous role was managing um, the clinical information system at Cambridge. Your name is going to be very hard to remember, just <laughs> for the record. <laughs> no. Well, no. Um, so I'm going to put this question uh, to all of you, and, and then please take turns answering. Um, but how did this start? Like, so how did this project get started? How did it come about? What was the trigger to even think about uh, including patient stories within your EHR? Uh, I can feel that question. And it's, uh, and it's generally a, a little bit of a long answer because uh, it's, it's kind of a, a great story. Um, but uh, what happened was as my previous role in, in being a manager of clinical information systems, various stakeholders come to you and they ask you, you know, what can you do for us? Um, and uh, part of that work was uh, I think uh, Aileen's team was working on safe and well, a different, uh, and she can, she can kind of go off and tell you about that initiative, but they were wondering, you know, how could they could incorporate some of these, um, I guess, uh, interventions within an EHR. And one of the interventions was get to know you. Um, so uh, there, we were just kind of bouncing off ideas and then I went away. And then there was an, there was an opportunity that came up uh, in our IMG department. And uh, the, the IMG department was running an innovation expo. And I was thinking about, um, you know, if you go back to one of my previous roles as a business analyst, I was interviewing uh, on a different project and it was called patient profile. Um, how do we aggregate the things that you need to know about a patient in a short period of time? And I just recall a discussion that I had with um, our deputy chief of nursing at the time. And you know, when you, when you meet stakeholders, they say the same things, right? Oh, we need to get our medications in there. We need to get our legal status in there. We get to meet the, our lab values, our, docu our important documentation. It all needs to be there. Well, she came with a different, a whole different lens to this. She's like, you know, and this is back in 2008, right? So she's like, um, you know, it'd be great if you could tell who the patient, the patient's story, who they are outside of the walls of the hospital. And so I, I, at the time I was just kind of taking down requirements and I just kind of walked away. 
right? And I kind of, and I turned to my project manager. I'm like, that's not possible, right? Like that's not a thing, right? Uh, and then you fast. So you know, I, I and I felt bad, right? Because you know, you you're like, uh huh, yeah, uh-huh, and you think that you have to get everything that the person's asking, and you really feel bad. And I felt bad for many years passing her in the hallways. I just always felt that I let her down in some way. And so fast forward, and we have this opportunity of an innovation expo, right? So you got this opportunity to um, pitch something, and I was thinking, well, here we are now. At the time, we were a best-in-breed uh, hospital. We had a different system for lab, different system for documenting, different system for medications, and we tried to clunk it together and make it all work. Then in 2014, we moved to a full uh, CIS. So that was the idea, well, now can we bring the mental health uh, aspects to it, which we started to do, and then now can we tell the patient's story? They were collecting so much data. Is there a way to tell the patient's story? And I think there is. So we pitched this idea to the Innovation Expo um, and uh, we didn't win. So that's not great. Uh, And I'm still pretty bitter about that. But at the same time, um, what it did was it gave us exposure uh, throughout the organization. And there were people in the audience, there were people who wanted to put money behind it, right? Um, To give us funding to go ahead and do such a project. So that gave us the ability to go out and, um, and work with Aileen as a project manager and kind of make our vision come to life, right? So, and Aileen, I don't know if you want to add anything about uh, Safe and Well and, um, and, um, and any of that. Uh, so any of that <laughs> sort of involves, and thank you, Colin, because you, you sort of twigged me to the fact that I, I did introduce myself as a risk specialist, which I am at the moment, but at the time of This Is Me, I was then a project manager and very similar to Colin, other roles as well. But with the beauty of when Colin was working away at how to figure out how to give, give this, we were also, we meaning CAMH was piloting safe wards. I don't know if people are familiar with that, but just very high level. Um, it's uh, evidence-based, randomly controlled um, model of care that has 10 different interventions and one of the interventions is know each other. So from know each other, then we pulled out. And actually I was looking back at some notes. We originally were gonna call it know me. And then we went to this is me. So there's a little bit of trivia for people who are not interested, but who are interested. So yeah, so we so we did we um, did safe words and which then came into another initiative because it is like Colin said earlier, it's not like oh we're gonna do this and off we go. It's sort of the tree branch, you know. The the seed was planted and we had a different initiatives going on. So that's how This Is Me came to me. It was part of a task force of another initiative. And why is it so important? Maybe we can hear from Sarah on this. Why is it so important to have this patient story captured uh, in, in some form for, for the clinician? Why is it important to even, even have this? I think it's important for two reasons. One, I want the nurses that I'm working with when I'm inpatient on a unit to view me as more than just depressed with PTSD. I want to be seen as more than my diagnosis. I want to be viewed as a whole person. And I have to say that my experience at KMH, that's definitely been the case. They do try as much as possible to see you as a whole person. 
from a clinical perspective, how I found it really helpful, um, and this isn't within this is me framework, but it's kind of using similar information in a similar way. Um, my current psychiatrist uses the information that I've shared with him about my friends, my social supports, my hobbies, my interests, for him to kind of gauge how I'm doing on an ongoing basis. And when I do have a decline in my mental health, he uses it to assess my risk. Am I reaching out to my network? Am I continuing to do the hobbies I enjoy? And if um, he notices that I'm dropping any of them off, his antenna kind of go up and he starts thinking, okay, maybe we need to get a little more aggressive. Or if I am doing everything I'm supposed to be doing, he'll be like, okay, we can just manage this on an outpatient basis. So there's really the two facets. Amazing. So, so the story does uh, sound like it, it does help with the clinical side of things. It's not just a get to know me, but it's, it's very helpful in maybe, uh, I won't say diagnosing, but indicating that there may be some other issues that they might want to talk to you about. I think it can be. Denise, anything to add there in terms of why, you know, this is, uh, this might be so in important and apologies, you're on mute. <laughs> there we go. I think just to echo what Sarah had just mentioned, like the, those are the key reasons, you know, we want, um, you know, to, to have this in within our system. When we get to have an idea of, um, the, the individuals that are coming towards that are coming to us, we get to know them a little bit better. Um, they get to uh, show us a part of them. So it's not just asking questions and um, it's, it's them showing us a part of themselves, which is quite nice. And then being able to turn around then also to work with them to see, um, you know, those changes, or if there are any changes to kind of help gauge to see how we can support individuals. So I think, um, you know, I think, I think it's working and it sounds, you know, you know, it's working. That's awesome. And, and maybe Lydia, um, a question for you, can you maybe for our audience, maybe describe how does the story actually get in there? Like, is this, is this something that's done at the initial visit? Is this something that I fill out uh, before I come to, uh, for my visit? H how does the patient story get captured in the EHR? Yeah, um, that's a good question. I will take give it a go and then call in or add to it. Um, but how it works is um, at QH, um, there's a task that appears uh, for social workers. Um, so the reason social workers was chosen is uh, to kind of, you know, be the first people to fill in this task is because uh, storytelling is such an important part of our job um, as a clinician. And so there's a form that's actually connected to the landing page that has prompts uh, to collaborate with the patient, ask them the question about who they are, what are some of the um, hobbies and um, things that they liked, you know, what did they do for work before or while they're at the hospital. Um, what is their um, is their family? Where are their family pets? Um, every kind of about the patient is collected through these um, forms that are then connected to the 
learning page. Um, and there's also parts of the landing page that come from a specific form in the electronic health record called the safety and comfort plan. Um, so it's kind of pulling in pieces that uh, are being documented as a result of this initiative or um, you know, pieces that are also documented through other, um, other assessments that are already done at mission. I don't know if I missed anything, but we'll read Yeah, go ahead, Colin. Yeah, so um, you know, once again, we encourage like the social workers to to start it, and then that that ability on. So when you open a chart now on the inpatient side of the house, it's the first landing page, and there's a plus button on there. So if anybody gets another piece of information about the patient, they can go update that one section, um, as well as as Lydia mentioned. Um, the safety and comfort plan was something that the organization was making, uh, you know, that really put in a concerted effort that all our patients had a safety and comfort plan completed. But once it was completed, it was kind of hidden in the chart, right? It's, it's hard to find, like, you have to be thinking about opening up this safety and comfort plan to review it. Well, you really need it if you don't know, you really, you know, when you're going out to see a patient, wouldn't it be nice to know exactly um, what those uh, key questions are on the safety and comfort plan and know how, how you might want to approach um, to kind of form that therapeutic relationship, right? So kind of putting it in people's faces, right? And, and so just to, to elaborate on one thing that uh, Lydia said, so th this form that's filled out, is that something that the patient fills out just to clarify or is that something, so is that available on your website or is that something that's filled out in, within your EHR that through the social worker, you know, we fill it out together. Go ahead, Denise. So uh, that form is something that's filled out uh, generally on uh, with the social worker and the clients as they come onto the unit. So, you know, in the um, first few days that they're on the unit, it's something that we can um, sit down and go over together. The, the clients have, um, it's put, forward to them and they have the choice of whether or not they'd like to be involved uh, in this form. And if they are interested, then we'll sit down, we'll go through the, the various domains and we can um, uh, get to know them a little bit better. The, the beauty of this form as well is it's on the, the homepage. So um, it, it, can, it can follow them during um, different admissions. So they don't necessarily have to um, you know, start from, you know, uh, getting like right from ground zero, I don't know what term to use, but right from the beginning and kind of reintroducing themselves over and over again, it kind of gives us a nice starting point. Cool. Uh, and maybe I'll ask uh, Aileen this question. What's the reaction being to having these stories within the EHR uh, from, from a CAMH perspective, like from a staff, staff perspective? Uh, do you know what? With the utmost respect, I'm going to ask Denise because okay. she is the individual. If that's all right. all right, Denise. No, no, it's perfectly fine. Denise, what's the reaction been? <laughs> uh, it's been a positive reaction from from uh, the staff members. They actually appreciated it when it first rolled out, and um, they continue to uh, appreciate the fact that they get to know um, individuals and maybe it's something that may not have come up in kind of an organic kind of conversation or it may have, but it just, it's just right there. They're able to, um, open it up and see the individual in their words as, you know, a client coming in for, for service. So it's, um, I think 
I think and and Sarah, what's the reaction being from a patient perspective uh, yeah. with, with having your story being asked for and then being put into the EHR? Um, I can't actually really speak to that. I haven't been inpatient since um, this initiative was rolled out, so I've never actually completed one. Um, I have completed a comfort and safety plan, um, and that's a very positive experience. Um, and again, it's great to have it as part of the record um, because I was inpatient in CAMH prior to being electronic and my nurses and I were always fumbling around with little pieces of paper, you know, kind of going, well, we think it's here, we think it's there, um, which was less than optimal. Um, but I imagine just from my experience of using similar information with my psychiatrist that I would find I would like staff members to have access to that information about me. Excellent. And Colin, let me ask you then. Oh, sorry, Lydia, were you going to say oh, that? I was going to say, I can just add to that. Uh, so we did a full kind of evaluation after this was implemented and the year after. Um, so I surveyed, um, you know, in, did like an in-person survey, sat down with about 26 patients um, and just heard what they had to say about it. And um, a lot of them actually remember completing the specific form because there's obviously so many things that you're asked about when you're admitted. Um, so when I kind of showed them the actual form and kind of gave them the prompts of the questions may have been they were asked, um, they were like, oh yeah, like some of them definitely remembered filling it out. Some of them maybe hadn't, their question hadn't gotten to it just yet, but they all thought it was a great idea in terms of um, there were comments about bringing everyone on the same page. Um, and I think that's something that Sarah mentioned that uh, some of the patients that we uh, surveyed did echo. Um, and then other kind of pieces were they wanted to almost have a copy of it beforehand. They thought it was reflexive to, um, to kind of go through and think about their story as well. Um, so that's just some pieces from our evaluation. That, sure. Yeah, it, it, and the reason why I asked this question is, is something that Sarah uh, mentioned before. Is there, you know, on one hand, you can definitely see that having the story available and told will help humanize um, uh, people, right? Like, you know, oh, you know my story a little bit, you know, my, you know, my personal situation. On the other hand, I, I'm assuming there might be some people who feel that's a lot of privacy I'm giving up uh, and what's that really for? But it sounds like in general, people don't mind. Um, people want their nurses and their clinicians to know more about them as people rather than worry so much about, well, am I really telling my life story here to someone for no reason? Um, getting nods, right? Yeah, go ahead, Colin. Yeah, I mean, so, and once again, you know, it's, it's open uh, for how much someone wants to share, right? Um, and whether they want to participate or, or not participate as well. Um, and so, you know, one of the, you know, and it's not a mental health or addictions type tool as well, because a great example will be after I gave that pitch at the Innovation Expo, I came home and, uh, and then I had my parents over for dinner and they were just like, you know, what, what are you, uh, what are you been up to? And I was like, oh, I pitched this thing, right? And, uh, and I told them what it was all about, you know, telling the patient's story. And my mom turned to me and she was really like upset. And she said, you know what? 
your dad and I, and my parents, you know, they're both in, been in the nursing field for 30, 30 years, 30 odd years each, right? And so um, they were really upset that, that the hospital that they had gone to get some care at that day for an appointment, um, you know, they said this would have made a world of difference in our experience just today. We walked into the office and we were faced with a physician who just said, do you speak English? Right. And it was, and they were so upset that they were, that, that they didn't, they weren't seen as like, they didn't know them at all. Like they made judgments on who they were, um, you know, and so it does change the trajectory of care. Um, how, how you approach your patients, uh, you should really know who your patients are. You're on you, yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh, uh, I was going to ask, so did you have to modify anything in the EHR to accommodate these stories or did, were you able to just use something right out of the box? It was a lot of customization. We have, I mean, we, we had uh, some great uh, developers. We still have some great developers. Um, to my knowledge, um, you know, as much as I used to manage the system, I'm no like language expert, but there, from what my knowledge is that there are quite a few languages that were put together to, to make it work and make it look and make it seamless. Um, but the, you know, it's a really kind of a nod to the, the team that we had at CAMH on the, on the technical side. And um, what, what's, by the way, I should ask this question, given that we're a health IT yeah. company, uh, what, which EHR are you using? It's uh, Cerner. Are you using Cerner? Okay. So you modified yeah. Cerner in order to accommodate these patient stories. Yeah. And, and Eileen, you were nodding your head violently there. Uh, do, you, do you have something to add to, to that story about the customizations? <laughs> no, I'm nodding my head violently because I'm so passionate about this because it's, I mean, it's, Patient is person, person is patient. It's like, it's the same thing. If you're, the individuals aren't in diagnosis or anything like that. So that's my enthusiastic head nodding. But in what Colin was saying, I mean, it was consultation after consultation after consultation as to what actually ended up on the page. I mean, it was fantastic. Everyone, once it started, people heard about it through the hospital. I mean, we had some great um, conversations with the gender identity clinic to make sure that individuals pronouns were present because there was no place on the uh, EHR before that. So, yeah, so it was pretty special. So, and, and when you say consultation, did you, did you uh, meet with your, um, with people like Denise and did you meet with patients as well? Who, who was involved in that, in those consultations? Oh my goodness. Um, so, there were definitely social workers were there. We have advanced practice leads were there. We had the service user voice. Unfortunately, it wasn't Sarah at this time, but we had a few other individuals that had lived experience. Um, we had the IMG folks at the table. Um, we also, um, the way the governance structure worked, we also made sure that we had union conversations. So you name it, we made sure that anyone that might have um, something to say that they were represented because we wanted to make sure we didn't miss anything. Sure. And how long did that whole thing take? Like it, just in general, was this something that was like a couple of years, a couple months? Two minutes. Two minutes. No, okay. um, <laughs> no, oh gosh, I guess all in all from, well, I get, so the task force was in place for, I think it was about six months, give or take, but there was a lot of pre-work 
And then right now we're still doing refinements on it because, you know, we continuous improvement. That's what we strive for. We just don't do it. We always try to make it better. And, and, and so is it fully rolled out at CAMH to everyone? I and mean, this is a question to anybody. Has it been fully rolled out at CAMH or, there st- or have you still rolling it out in stages? Well, um, it's, it's rolled out for the inpatient population. That's not to say that, so that, and when I say the inpatient population, I mean that a social worker on the inpatient side will get this kind of task to go do this form. Um, and uh, the landing page, if you're an inpatient, would be this, this is me page. Um, we now on the outpatient side of the house, there's nothing to stop you from, from filling out one of these and going to the this is me tab. Um, or if they had a previous, uh, the patient was previously inpatient um, and you went to the this is me tab, you would see all that information uh, if it had been done, right? So um, it, it's just a little, the, you know, in general, at our hospital, it's easier to control the workflow of the inpatients right now, um, whereas the outpatients workflow, it, it was not in scope of, of the project. Um, but, you know, it's something that we hope, you know, as more patients kind of the volume goes up, you know, more patients, people will go and update those as they become outpatients. And so, you know, this sounds like it's, it, you know, Colin, from your story, this was a journey from 2008 until now, <laughs> but it sounds like the, the implementation actually wasn't that long, six months to do all of the consultations and then pre-work and post-work. Like, it, you know, I would say it sounds like more like a year but you got this into the yeah. system and rolled it out completely to your organization, which is quite quick. I was going <laughs> to say, uh, to, to your point, I mean, I think I presented that, that, that innovation form in December and Aileen, I think we were live in January. Were we not? Or October, October oh, 30th, 2018. Right. So <laughs> seared in my brain. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's less than, you know, it's 10 months from, you know, pitching something to actually getting getting everybody around it and getting all the feedback and getting all the technical innovation to getting it in right so that's not bad and i think just and i think it's important to note though this is me was part of a larger initiative so it had a lot of resources connected so if we were doing you know the consultation or decision was made the governance such a structure was such that all the people we needed to speak with there was a set you know, um, uh, schedule for all that to happen, if that makes sense. No, it, it, it does. Thank you for clarifying that. So this was one part of a larger initiative as opposed to a, a sole initiative on its own. Um, and so that certainly seems to have helped, at least in terms of getting the project off the ground and pushed through. Absolutely. So let me ask this question uh, of all of you, and we'll just go around the horn, uh, and maybe we'll start with you, Denise. Uh, what lessons did you learn along the way as you rolled this out, as you were designing this? Um, and by lessons learned, I mean, look, what, you know, would you do anything differently? Um, you know, did you discover something uh, as you were going through this process? Oh, you're, you're, uh, you're muted, uh, Denise. As I had the opportunity to use the tool with the clients on an inpatient um, unit, um, uh, I guess the I guess the experience I was able to have was just to be able to know um, who I'm working with. So I think that was like, you know, being able to um, bring individuals in as a person into their care 
I think that was um, not so much a learning, but just something to kind of keep in the forefront forefront of your mind to say, um, this is an individual that I'm working with. They come with uh, their own uh, information and tools and strategies that work for them. So it's just more of a, a reminder as I was able to, to use this tool with individuals. Colin, over to you. What what sort of lessons learned uh, and things, you know, if you look back on that project now, what would you maybe do differently or? Um, well, I think the importance of, uh, of having a, uh, having buy-in to an initiative really, you know, it, it helps move something along, right? If everybody kind of believes in the project, um, believes its importance, um, you know, I've been on other projects where, you know, the, it's, not, it's not evident to how this is helping people. Um, this, is very, this is a very clear line on how, and so everybody gets behind it because they really believe in it. And so I think that really helped um, move things along. Um, in regards to, you know, we're always looking at uh, increased adoption and looking at adoption rates. And, um, you know, I think auditing is, is, is something that's very important that we, um, you know, we need to be creating more reports on, on how and monitoring these. And it's not just this is me, it's other types of documentation in general, just ensuring that those things are being done at every step along the way. Eileen? Uh Lessons learned. Anything, anything that you you kind of learned along the way that you thought, wow, this is pretty interesting, or uh, that was maybe a revelation for you. Yeah. Well, um, I guess the big thing is the sustainability, and it's great to roll something out, but it's more important to say, okay, how we're going to sustain this? Mm. You know, making sure that all those structures are in place and also have a way to bring value add. Um, if need be, like even now we have another working group that that's looking at this is me to further improve it. So I think I think that was that was important. And yeah, just looking at, at other ways to communicate the the existence of this is me because there's still some staff, even though they're very supportive. It's like, well, I don't have time for it. Well, actually, you do. You know, because 75% of it is already pulled into it. You just have to do what you normally do is have a chat with the people you're serving. Excellent. That's a great lesson, actually. And, and Lydia, what about you? Is there anything that you're, as you were getting ready to present this or, and the solution itself, is there anything that you've learned or... Yeah, um, I think similar to what Eileen said, I think building awareness across the organization and beyond is so important. Um, that's something that I heard constantly come up uh, when I was kind of trying to get feedback on it. Um, it was hard to kind of know what they were talking about. And then once you told them about it, you know, they were like, oh, yes, of course, that initiative. Um, so just building awareness. And I think um, constantly, I might have like a slight research bias, but constantly asking the end users of it, whether that's the patients or the uh, clinicians that are using it uh, on how we can improve it and, um, you know, taking into consideration all of those, those ideas. Excellent. And Sarah, I'm going to ask you a slightly different question because I know you weren't involved with this project, but uh, very important. What message would you give to any other organization listening to this or watching this? who is thinking about involving patients, either in the design of something internally or involving patients in getting their story into the EHR, what would you say to an organization out there that's listening? Um, I would say it's incredibly important. I've been a patient at ChemH for more years than I care to admit. 
Um, and I've kind of seen CAMH evolve as an organization from kind of a traditional medical model to being more patient-centered care. And it makes a huge difference to both the inpatient and outpatient experience in terms of comfort with the care received um, and the quality of the care received. I've always been blown away by how open and receptive the nurses are on the inpatient units that I've been on to talking with me and getting to know me beyond my diagnosis, even before this is me was initiated. So I think culturally, it's something that really is kind of makes CAMH special. And it definitely has, you know, improved my relationships with the staff members I've worked with over the years. Wonderful. I think that's, because, uh, you know, we talk about it a lot. I talk about it a lot that, you know, involving patients is always a good thing. And it's uh, fantastic that CAMH has involved patients, uh, not only in the design of this, but also involved patients in giving their story and adding that element to the, uh, what would be a very, very clinical EHR. Um, so thank you to all of you at, for spending time with me today to tell you tell me your story of the patient's story. It, it's wonderful to see that you've actually accomplished this uh, and uh, tip of the hat to all of you for, for getting this done here at CAMH. Thank you, Colin. Thanks for having us. This has been Colin Hung at Healthcare IT Today. Thanks for listening.